0: Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. I am your host, Michael Delaware, and today I'm going to explore some of the history of Coldwater, Michigan. In 1822, when the earliest settlers in the area that would later be designated as the County of Branch arrived, it was a primeval wilderness. That was the year that Joseph Godfrey opened a trading post near what is today downtown Coldwater. The land up to that point had been inhabited by the Potawatomi Indians, and although they may have interacted with the French over the many centuries, as before in some of my earlier podcast, I mentioned that the French had formed the territory that we know now is Michigan into the area of New France back in the 1500s. It's unlikely that this tribe had had much contact with colonial Americans up to that point. This area was the junction of the Old Sauk Trail and the Fort Wayne Indians Trail. Roughly seven years later, after opening the trading post, the population of Americans in the area had grown to 140, and Coldwater became a village. Now, the name was derived from the Potawatomi word Yabish or Cold running water after the river that runs through town. Prior to 1827, the six square mile area of present day Coldwater and Quincy Township were originally part of the Potawatomi Reservation. This changed in 1827 when the reservation was dissolved and the Indians were asked to move to the reservation over in St. Joseph County. So essentially, the entire downtown area of Coldwater was once part of the Indian Reservation. In 1829, the lower Lower counties of Michigan were finally organized after the state survey had been completed, and the county where Coldwater was established was named Branch, after the Secretary of the Navy during President Andrew Jackson's first term in office, John Branch. Settlers, like much of the southern counties in Michigan, did not start to arrive in droves until the 1830s, many of them arriving from New York and New England the first school was organized in 1832 by Cynthia Gloyd, approximately one mile east of the Four Corners Park in downtown Coldwater today. The first official schoolhouse was built in 1834 and that was located on the northeast corner of East Pearl and South Hudson Streets. In 1874, the public school for orphan children was opened near the corner of Marshall and State Streets. Many decades later in 1939, it would transition into the Coldwater State Home and Training School. Coldwater was officially incorporated as a village in 1837 and later incorporated as a city by the state legislature in 1861, and it was designated as the seat of Branch County in 1842. Telegraph lines reached the town in 1848 with the railroad following a year later. During the mid-1800s, Coldwater was a horse training and breeding center, providing thousands of horses to the Union Army during the Civil War. In fact, a light artillery battery from Coldwater led by Commander Cyrus Loomis, went to fight for the Union and soon became one of the most renowned regiments in the country. Today, several of the cannons from that unit can be seen in the park across from the Coldwater Library. Now, there's a story that comes out of Coldwater and apparently is part of the Oak Grove Cemetery down there. And it's the story of Old Sam the War Horse. Now, one of the often-talked-about local heroes of Coldwater was a draft horse named Old Sam. He'd been in the Civil War, and Old Sam was one of 200 horses who served in the American Civil War with the Loomis Battery from Coldwater. And he was the only one of those 200 horses to come home to Coldwater in 1865 after the war ended. So there was quite an attrition on the horses during the war. Interestingly enough, Old Sam was already 12 years old when he was called into wartime service. So, a A statement on Old Sam's memorial plaque in Loomis Park states that the horse was wounded several times and half-starved most of the time, yet he endured four years of battle fatigue, hunger, and pain when the average survival rate of other horses was only about three to five months. The Loomis Battery took part in at least 12 major Civil War battles, including Harryville, Stone River, Hoover's Gap, and Chickamauga. So after... Living out his post war life in leisure, old Sam died on November 8th, 1876, and his old war comrades wanted to bury him in Coldwater's Oak Grove Cemetery, where other members of the Loomis Battery had been buried, but were told that the burial of animals was not permitted there. Det- so, determined that the old war horse should be buried along with his comrades, those men of the Loomis Battery created a diversion at night and sneaked the Body of Old Sam into the cemetery where they buried him with full military honors, and then covered the burial site with autumn leaves to hide it from discovery for years. Old Sam's presence in the Oak Grove Cemetery was denied or ignored, but now, today, a tombstone marks his spot in the cemetery, and it reads: "Old Sam, Hero of the Civil War, Loomis First Battery, April fourth, eighteen 1849, November 8, 1876." Now. He He's surrounded by the graves of the other members of the Loomis battery and one of the parks in Coldwater is called Loomis Park and there's a memorial plaque which tells Old Sam's story and Old Sam's caisson, a chest to hold ammunition, is also on display in Loomis Park. The back of the caisson where you can see a trailer hitch and there's also Old Sam's cannon which would have been Fold behind the caisson. And then finally, in that same area, there's some beautiful flowers planted over and around um, the monument area to kind of highlight old Sam's heroism. So it's a very interesting story about the city of Coldwater. And for many, many years, it was denied. And the story that I heard recently about this was that what really went down was they went to the cemetery director, who himself had been a Civil War veteran, and they said to him, Look, we we. we want to bury old Sam alongside his comrades. They said, no, you can't do it. You can't do it at all. And then he turned to them and said, you know what? I'm going to go to Detroit for three days. And when I get back, there's going to be a 24 hour guard kind of wink, wink. So that's the time period that they of course snuck in and took care of the uh, burial of old Sam. And of course it was denied by the cemetery because I guess it's officially illegal in the state to bury animals in or on cemetery grounds. But this happened so many years ago at this point that um, I don't think anybody really cares. So it's kind of an interesting highlight story that makes Coldwater very, very unique. After the war, the cigar manufacturing contributed to the area's prosperity. In 1882, records show that 13.4 million cigars were manufactured in Coldwater. Today, when you travel around Coldwater, you might find a blend of new and old with fine turn-of-the-century homes and modern buildings as well. The area around the city of Coldwater has over 112 lakes, and each year they sell more fishing licenses than any other county in the state. Some of the classic features of the downtown area include the Tibbetts Opera House, which was built in 1882 and is the second oldest theater in Michigan. It played host to the likes of Ethel Barrymore and John Philip Sousa before being converted to a movie theater in the 1930s. In the 1960s, a campaign was launched to restore the old opera house to its original original use as a theater and to restore its French empire architecture. Today, it is a venue for a variety of cultural activities. The Tibbets Opera House in its early days was a popular stopping point for theatrical productions traveling between Detroit and Chicago. Another feature of the downtown area, which is really rich in history, is the Wing Museum. Inside this museum, you can step back in time to take a tour through the high Victorian way of life of the 19th century and imagine a less complicated existence in a time when water came from a cistern and the fireplace was how you filled your room with heat. The Wing Museum was created out of the Wing House, which was built in 1875 and is now operated as a museum by the Branch County Historical Society. Another interesting and long-established historic building in the downtown Coldwater area is the Coldwater Public Library. It is one of the oldest libraries still functioning in its original building in the state of Michigan. It's in the Central Business District near the city's Four Corner Parks and in 1974 it was designated as a National Historic Site and became the cornerstone of the East Chicago Street downtown district. Coldwater also boasts one of the few remaining single-screen drive-in movie theaters in the state which was originally Opened in 1964, the Capri Drive-In Theater can host a thousand cars in a single show if needed, and in 2001 received a mention in USA Today and the New York Times as being one of the top ten drive-ins worth a detour in the USA. In the downtown district today, among the more popular businesses is the Northwoods Coffee Company, housed in the old J.B. Branching Company Building. Another historic landmark in downtown and just down the street is the ever popular genie's diner with a giant egg and bacon hung on the wall and a train set which circles the room as customers eat delicious hamburgers so if you're interested in visiting a very interesting city in southern michigan which is unique and fascinating with its early pioneer history consider putting on your list Coldwater, michigan and definitely take some time to visit the Wing. museum Museum And walk around some of the parks in the downtown district and read some of the historic monuments and markers that are placed around town. That's going to do it for today's tour through history and exploring some of the history of Coldwater, one of the early settlements in southern Michigan. If you like today's episode on the profile of this community, I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and perhaps even share it with others. Encourage your friends to listen in. I try to release new episodes every tuesday and friday and if you want to find out more about me you can check out the link to my website which i'll put in the description below also check out some of my history videos on my youtube channel and i hope to journey with you real soon to another place in history in southwest michigan thanks for listening